Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to now be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from North Carolina, and actually, uh, we interrupt this intro to provide an exciting update. Today's guest being on from North Carolina marks now the 12th state that a guest has been on from, plus another from Canada. And this is only episode 27, so very cool, the amount of territory we're covering with the guests we're bringing you, and I know there are listeners from states around the U.S., plus, just from listeners on SoundCloud alone, we've hit people in at least 12 countries besides the U.S., so I guess today's show is brought to you by the number 12. Uh, anyhow, really cool, the vast presence of and for Now Hear This Entertainment. Thanks so much to everyone who continues listening every week. Okay, so joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from North Carolina, my guest is a singer-songwriter who has approximately 30 song placements with Nickelodeon. She is currently writing the second album for her project Stiletto and has another project, Honey and the Wolf, that's being mastered now. We're going to play a song from that at the end of this podcast. She has appeared in several notable publications, including Allure and Self magazines, among others. She started her own publishing company called Motion City Music and has lived everywhere from Florida to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Texas, and, of course, North Carolina. You've been hearing one of her songs, Meant For Me, which was featured on Nickelodeon on one of the season finales for iCarly. It's my pleasure to welcome the lovely Chrissy Chase. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. Uh, thank you ever so much for taking the time to do this today. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great career, Chrissy, that we could talk about, but would probably require the length of three uh, NHTE episodes combined. I know I'm going to forget to do this later, so start first, if you would, by talking about the song Meant For Me that we were just playing first. Uh, just talk about the actual song itself, because then I'm going to give you a follow-up so people can hear about the chaos that ensued uh, relative to getting that song into the show. Uh, so please first um, just tell the listeners about Meant For Me. Uh, yeah, that was um, Meant For Me, the song that I uh, wrote and recorded um, in New York off of my Brand New Girl album. I actually wrote it for my now husband, who at the time was my boyfriend. Um, and... Yeah, it's just a, a sweet song that um, me and Roger Fife, my producer, um, that did my Brand New Girl album, uh, we worked on together. And, um, yeah, I didn't think it would turn into the iCarly sensation that it did, but it's just a sweet little song that, um, yeah, was for my husband. So, 
And obviously, in that case, because you, you mentioned that you're writing it for him, obviously you were writing that yourself. And we're going to talk a little bit later uh, about your about your songwriting craft. Um, but but just for right. the time being, so just so obviously, I'm, I'm I'm safe in making that assumption that you wrote that song alone. Um, yes. Well, actually, I wrote the lyrics and the melody to that. Yeah, um, Roger sent me the track, but I wrote the lyrics and the melody, mm-hmm. which is usually how I co-write with people. So, gotcha. But yeah, it came from me. Okay, so uh, there is quite an interesting story to tell, as as I started to allude to, about actually getting that song into that season finale. A lot of people think songs get submitted and just sit around and sit around, and hopefully, maybe one day. You know, they make their way down the assembly line and into the show. But for you with that song, not only was it the launching point for you with Nickelodeon, but but Motion City Music. And wow, just a crazy, uh, what, only 48 hours? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty crazy. I, I had sent them my music, and um, I got a call. I think it was like a Wednesday. The music director... Um, from Nickelodeon called me and they're like, yeah, we love your material. We want to use it. It's great. Um, and by the way, we're editing the season finale for iCarly Friday and we want to showcase your song meant for me as like the season finale song. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And they're like, and that means we have to get everything copywritten, all the licensing, you know, in place, your publishing deal, blah, 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 put together, all the contracts signed, like by tonight. I'm like, oh my goodness, okay. <laughs> so there was a lot of um, a lot of paperwork. I am their lawyers out in New York I had to work with like very quickly. It was it was um, it, an intense, you know, twenty four hours, but it, I pulled it off. Thankfully at the time I lived in Nashville. So um, I could actually go to the I was I with I'm with ASCAP, so I could go to the ASCAP building and um, have them put together my publishing company right away. Otherwise it might have been a problem if I was somewhere else. But um, yeah, so we pulled that together really quickly. So it was quite a blessing. And you had said that you had sent your music to Nickelodeon. So I'm I'm always conscious of the listeners who are up and comers because, especially nowadays, I mean, you know, this this story that Chrissy and I are talking about this didn't happen last month, um, but nowadays everybody does want song uh, or excuse me, film and TV placement. So just talk, Chrissy, for those that are listening that are saying, well, how did she do that, though? How did she get it to Nickelodeon in the first place? Because I know that there are listeners who are interested in pursuing uh, film and TV in terms of trying to get placements. And there is, unfortunately, that gorilla out there that is the perceived mountain of music that these people are being inundated with every day. So if you, if right. you just kind of describe that process of, of how you got your music to them in the first place. Well, I actually got really lucky. Um, like I said, I was living in Nashville at the time. I had heard that, I didn't even know it was Nickelodeon. It's actually with NTV and Nickelodeon, my, my deal. But um, I had heard that there was a cable network that was looking for independent music, and that was it. So... I was like, oh, like it was just something I heard from a friend, blah, blah, so I was like, okay, so I'm just going to send them my stuff. I didn't know anything about it, and I, was, I took my physical album, and I took like a post-it note, <laughs> so unprofessional how I did this. <laughs> I took a post-it note, and I wrote my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, it was kind of funny, because it's like the easiest thing I've ever done, it, it, whatever. So I took a post-it note, I wrote my name, I wrote my number, I'm like, here's my music if you want to use it. That's it, and I mailed it to L.A., and then a few days later, they called and they told me that it was Nickelodeon and MTV. And that is, I mean, very 
uncommon, you know? So uh, the likelihood of other artists getting to do that is probably, you know, the chances are not high because that was just like a fluke. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, I got lucky. I think that's, that's how it worked for me. I didn't have to use like anybody that would try to place it or, you know, a a song shark or a bitter, you know, so Uh I just got to, um, do it myself, which actually is unique also because of that situation. I also got to, you know, create my own publishing company. I had to do a vanity line, obviously, and I got to keep all the royalties of, as a publisher and a writer. So that's, that's pretty unheard of too. So, you know, usually you have a publishing company you work with that places it for you or agents or whatever. So I just kind of like beelined right to it. And so, (laughs) Yeah, well, it, it's just crazy. A, a couple times in there, you said I was just lucky, but uh, way back on um, episode twelve of the podcast, when uh, Mark Allen Barnett was on, he said, "Luck is where opportunity and preparation meet." And in right. your case, you know, you were prepared. You you heard about this opportunity, um, and you had music. You know, you didn't have to really scramble to to all of a sudden write material because someone's looking for stuff. Uh, you know, the, the the approach, as you, as you mentioned, was certainly unconventional, and I laughed and said, do not try this at home. Uh, but, you know, um, good things come to those who wait, and, and uh, you know, fortunately, um, there's something to be said for being in the right place at the right time, but, you know, at the end of the day, right. especially as they say in Nashville, you know, it all, it all starts with the song. So, obviously, your music was not only good but it was what they were looking for uh, you know which which certainly goes right. a long way um, true yeah that's true so talk a little bit Chrissy about getting approximately 30 songs placed with Nickelodeon there's there's a lot that I want to talk about here mm-hmm. people probably hear that and think wow this this girl must be set for life she she ought to be on a beach in Bora Bora living off <laughs> the riches of all these song placements but Obviously, it's already been established that you're living in North Carolina and working hard at at other new music projects. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I love what I do, you know, so I wouldn't just stop. And I can continue placing with them. So to stop making music would, you know, to would just lower my chances of placing more music. So, um, um, yeah, I'm in North Carolina because of my husband. He's a psychologist for the Army, so... um, we're based here right now, but, um, but I guess, you know, give some insight to the listeners because I I said that, you know, with a little bit of a laugh, but one would hear that somebody has approximately 30 songs placed with Nickelodeon and, and they would think, you know, well, this girl must be set for life financially. And, and, and obviously we're not asking you to to disclose anything financial, (laughs) you know, but, um, is it lucrative yeah. or is it, hey, folks, you'd be pretty surprised, you know, this isn't the cash cow that you would think it would be? No, no, it's it's pretty lucrative. It's pretty awesome. And like I said, because I have, you know, my own publishing company and I am and I write the songs or co-write them. So I, you know, own at least half of every song that's on there. Um, it, it's, you know, financially, it works out very well for me. So, I mean, ASCAP, the unions take half of whatever you put. That's for any artist or any musician. Um, but I get to keep half of everything else, and that's awesome. And when you have a catalog and work with such a big network that has the reruns and, you know, they do, like, the DVDs and all the, you know, international wow. distribution and all yeah. those things, you, it, it's, you know, every month you get paid for that. <laughs> so um, it's a good situation. It's, 
pretty great, actually. It's and it's it's where I want to be in my life too. I don't think I'd want to be like in a van hitting the you know touring all over blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Like for where I'm at in my life right now, I really am happy that I get to you know get paid to write. You know. And I'm really glad that you said that because we've said a number of times on this podcast that everybody defines success differently. And some people say, you know, some people might say, is she crazy? You know, with the success that she's had, she should be out on the road. Well, this is what you've defined as success for yourself and you're happy and, and you're still working. And other people might say, that's not for me. I'm someone that's always got to be out on the road. And so listeners, you know, if, if you're doing music, it, it, there's no right or wrong answer to that question. It's, it's whatever you feel uh, is, is right. where you want to be. Um, but, right. but so, Chrissy, what, what about being someone who has had all kinds of success with song placements on Nickelodeon? Because in my opinion, there is, I would think, I would think there are two schools of thought out there. One would be, geez, this girl shouldn't have any trouble getting songs placed anywhere now. You know, once music supervisors hear that she has that kind of track record with a major cable network, or the counter to that is, but is it hard though to stay away from being painted with she writes for kids' shows to be painted with that brush? Well, it's, I actually don't write for Nickelodeon. I write my own music, and they place it on their shows where they see fit. So it's not like you know, their music director calls in, they're like, we need you to write some quirky little ditty that'll, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't, it's not like that. It's, mm-hmm. I just write music. I write, you know, I have a few producers that I work really well with. I kind of stick with them and we just do our own thing. We have our own creative world we live in. And then I just shoot that over to them and let them use it as they want to. And I think that was actually, a, this is something for um, artists out there to consider too. I know a lot of um, musicians that aren't okay with, letting, you know, shows use their music unless they get paid up front. They're like, I would never let a show use my song unless they paid me a big fee. But I didn't see it that way. I was like, let them use my music. It's exposure. You know, it's people can hear it. They can enjoy it. I'll get paid royalties. And that was what made the difference in my situation. Because if I was demanding money up front, I, I, they wouldn't have taken me, you know. So I think it's important to be giving with your music. I mean, not to where you're going to, like, lose out on anything but just to not be don't hang on to it so tightly just it's a gift and to share it you know and i think that's when you start to see the rewards from that yeah and as you said before you know with shows going into syndication and and dvds and things like that uh you know the other point that i always make to people in case like cases like that is if if you're going to think that you're going to have any leg to stand on where you're going to make demands on them. I want to be paid up front. That's when uh-huh. they'll say, it's been nice knowing you. Uh, we're now going to talk to the next person that's in the long line that wraps all the way around the block of people who are dying totally. to place music on our show. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, and a lot of artists aren't okay with that, like this, which blows my mind, but, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, but then what about the other school of thought that I threw out there about you know, this girl shouldn't have any trouble getting songs placed anywhere, uh, you know, because music supervisors will hear about your track record. Right. Um, That is something I would have to pursue other avenues. And honestly, I've been doing so well with this deal that I've been focusing on just this deal. It's really been more on my part. I haven't really, I have actually do have some other songs on like independent films and everything. Some movies I've never even heard of, but I'll just like look at my catalog (laughs) and see like things pop up here and there. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, 
I think a lot of my stuff is really with, um, it's not just Nickelodeon, it's all of the Dan Schneider uh, shows, too. So I think because all of my stuff is really working well with Dan Schneider, I'm just kind of, like, sticking with what works, you know? It's just I'm not trying to, like, reach different companies and da 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 I'm just kind of, like, I'm happy with how things are going. <laughs> so I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing. Yeah, and, that's, and that's fair. Uh, you know, again, yeah. it, it, it sort of speaks to defining success yourself and, and the fact that you're happy with, with this relationship that you already have. But, but now I'm curious, mm-hmm. when you say that some of your music has shown up in, in some independent films that you've never even heard of, mm-hmm. how are those getting to those people? Are you going through, uh, you know, something like Taxi or, or, or do you have, you know, are you doing this, are you doing no. submissions online or, or do you have someone that put those out or you send them out yourself or what, what was the case there that they ended up in, in some films? I think those are from the other writers that were involved with the the song. So if I wrote, like, um, I did a writing session in New York a few years ago with, like, four writers, and, um, you know, we cut that song, and then I think one of those writers must have placed it. You know what I mean? So everybody owns a piece of the song when you bring in other people. So the other people would, like, I don't know how they did it. You know, I don't know if they knew somebody or what, but you just, like... I would just go on to my catalog with ASCAP and I can just see like these new opportunities that popped up, you know, and it must right. have been other writers that had done that. Right. And, you know, yeah. again, there is still a teaching moment because when you talked before about passing up on an opportunity because they won't pay you up front, well, here's a case of where some people are, are, are pretty hell-bent on writing themselves and they don't like doing mm-hmm. co-writes, but... Had you not done those co-writes, those songs wouldn't have gotten those placements. So, right. you know, even though you're not getting the share that you are when you do write it alone, it is still opening up new new opportunities for your music to be played somewhere. You know, like like right. you said, you know, putting yourself out there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from North Carolina is singer-songwriter Chrissy Chase. Purchase her music on iTunes, CDBaby.com, Amazon.com, other online retailers. She's also on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Listeners, you know the usual suspects. Uh, Please engage with her through social media and, as I said, buy her music. Be sure that you're checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it as well. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I welcome your feedback about the podcast. You can post your comments on that Facebook page that I just mentioned. It's facebook.com slash nowhearthisinc, I-N-C. So we were talking there about songwriting as it relates to these various songs you've gotten placed with Nickelodeon. I know you even spent time with Grammy Award-winning writer Mike Reed, who did I Can't Make You Love Me for Bonnie Raitt. So before we move on, then, talk, if you would, about your writing process. Um, yeah, well, that's actually an interesting point that you brought up, Mike Reed. Um, I did write with him when I was living in Nashville. I did a session with him um, in his studio out of his house. And um, it's interesting because, you know, he is an amazing songwriter. He's you know, won multiple Grammys, and he's just very successful, and, um, you know, we had a really good session, and he taught me a lot of things, and, um, you know, it it was a great opportunity, but um, I think it's really important when you're a writer that you write with the right people, 
you know, like having the right chemistry is so important. And um, like even though he and I had a great session, the my, the people I work with now, like um, Matt Erickson, he's the person, the producer that I do the Stiletto Project with, and um, my producer Mark Osborne that I do the uh, Honey and the Wolf Project with, like those, like that is great chemistry when we write, you know, so... I think you can write with the biggest and the best, you know, people ever, but if that chemistry isn't there, it doesn't really move where it should, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I learned a lot from Mike Reed, and it's a total honor to work with him. But I, I find that, you know, getting the right partners in the right situation and people that believe in the same vision with as you are, you're, you know, is much more important. And um, But my writing process, you know, is... It's different. So lately what I've been doing, um, you know, the producer will send me the track of the music, like the bed. It's just a, a you know, simple track. And then I'll write the melody. Like, it's almost like I scat to it. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, if you heard what I was doing in the beginning of a songwriting session, you'd be like, what is this? It's kind of weird. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I just... Um, I'll listen to the track, and I'll just kind of, you know, I have a little studio I work out of in my house, and I'll just sit there and listen and come up with, like, a weird little melody, and just, um, and out of the melody, I'll kind of create a vowel sound that works, especially in the chorus, Mm. like, you know, just a a vowel, like, the vowel really matters in my chorus, Mm -hmm. like, how it is sung, the sound of it, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then I'll lay down, you know, a scratch of my vocal melody with those vowels that are prominent and then I'll kind of create words that fit the vowel and the words are have to, they have to be like big words like the name of the song or you know like a big word that's really going to tell you what that song is about so mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's kind of backwards so I create the word around the vowel and then after I, I get those key words throughout the song I'll like detail it with the lyrics you know so um, it's kind of interesting so that's how i write it's fascinating it's very unique yeah it's it's kind of it's different i mean some people you know they have like journals of lyrics that they work with and they they, you know the lyrics are first or whatever but it's really for me it's about the movement and the sound of the vocal and then the the story and the lyrics comes after you know so um but I can also kind of tell, like, when I'm singing and I'm, like, laying and writing, I can kind of get a feeling of what the song's about as well. So, like, um, Matt, my producer with Stallone, sent me this track. It's, like, a pretty dark track. And as I'm listening to it and kind of creating the sound to go along with it, I'm like, this is about either a kidnapping or abuse or a child abuse mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just hear what it should be yeah. about, you know, and then... It, which is kind of creepy that whatever but that's kind of what I felt <laughs> not, not a very pleasant song but um, and then but I wrote about that and that and I wrote and the end result was about abuse you know so um, it's, it's kind of neat how a song kind of writes itself well listeners Chrissy is self-taught on the guitar and so while we're talking about your songwriting process I'm curious um, and, and listeners if, if you didn't um, Go back and check out episode nine with Melissa Bretthauer. It's actually still one of the most popular episodes of the podcast. Melissa uh, was self-taught on the guitar, and she is classically trained on piano, um, a, uh, a pop singer, um, for lack of a better, uh, more accurate 
genre description. And so we talked on that podcast about how do you determine whether to write a song on the guitar or on the piano. Um, but in your case, Chrissy, you're saying that you get tracks sent to you. So are you even doing anything with your guitar? Do you ever pick up your guitar and say, well, I'm just going to write, I'm going to start one myself instead of waiting for a track to be sent to me? Yeah, and yeah, I do. And like on Brand New Girl, there's quite a few songs that were written from my guitar. Like it was just, it started with me and just the guitar that are completely written by me. And I do, um, you know, play around if I'm just, if I have ideas or I'm just, you know, messing around. But I'm, I really like to focus on projects when I'm involved with them. And lately, just, it's been more about like the projects for me. So I, when I get like a slew of tracks, in front of me, that's where, like, I beeline to those. That's sure, what I focus sure, on. Sure, You know, so I don't like to spread myself all over the place. But, yeah, I definitely have songs recorded and still write on, on my own guitar, too. And when you're writing on your guitar, nothing changes about the songwriting process that you just described a, a minute or two ago. Right, same thing. On the guitar, I just, like, I'll start playing a couple chords, and I'll just come up with, you know, a progression and then, yeah, same thing. Weird sounds start coming from my mouth. <laughs> Weird melodies. Well, and then I build, yeah. So it's like, yeah, the the muse takes over. And then I kind of, so whatever. But, um, yeah, so it's the same thing. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's Bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is to study the competition. Find out why they're having success. Look at their merchandise. Look at their website. Look at what venues they're playing at. Find out who's managing them. If you feel you're not keeping up with the competition, hire Now Hear This and say, this is who I want to be on par with, but be realistic. If you're a local band playing at a corner bar for beer and tips, don't expect that hiring a management company is going to give you the ability to automatically become on par with Metallica. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. This is quickly becoming the uh, the flashback episode of, of Now Hear This Entertainment because I already mentioned... Uh, episode 12, which was Mark Allen Barnett. I just mentioned Melissa Brethauer, episode 9. And, and when you're talking about the vowels and the weird sounds, I'm thinking about episode 11, uh, Lindsay McCall, uh, a national touring Christian artist. You know, I remember she was talking about songwriting and saying, you know, sometimes you just go back to the absolute basics and you do this weird, you know, okay, the, the cat in the hat had a rat from the mat. And, you know, and then she's like, you know, okay, so... So where do we go from there now? You know, and right. so, you know, some of this stuff, you know, may sound a little offbeat to the listeners, but, you know, these these tricks of the trade are working for the Chrissy Chases and the Lindsay McCalls of the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and my favorite is, like, if I'm writing with um, a, a co-writer, like, if sometimes they'll, you know, like, Mark and I would write music together. Like, we would sit down and be like, let's write some lyrics together, da 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 and we'll start writing melodies and lyrics, and we'll just, we can't come up with anything, and you just come up with the most ridiculous, like, <laughs> lyrics, just because it's funny, and you just, like, say the, and you, you'll even, we'll lay them down, because it's just so funny, and we just laugh, and, like, I have had some of the best laughs of my life in writing <laughs> sessions, just coming up with the most bizarre things, but, um, 
Yeah, but ultimately it leads to the finished product. So whatever gets you there, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> well, it, it, it is work, but it's also okay to have some fun. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then. Um, and this is just by accident now. I'm not trying to be ironic, but uh, another uh, flashback. Two weeks ago on episode 25, when the Redheads were on, one of them, Britta, talked about having been an opera singer. Of, of course, now she and her sister are country singers and have been for 10 years. And Chrissy, uh, at a young age, you studied in Italian and French opera, you were you were very passionate about it. You were in musical theater. You won numerous mm-hmm. awards for theatrical vocal competitions, and you even sang opera in Italian restaurants. Now, looking at all the success you've ended up having not in opera, obviously you've made the right choice to switch genres, yes? At, at the risk of being yes. Captain Obvious, is that the right assumption to make? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I, yes, I, I love singing, I, I really love performing, but I really love writing. I'm, I'm more of a studio kind of gal, you know? Like, I just, like I said, like, I just, I don't need to be on a stage in front of thousands of people to feel like I did something right, you know? Like, I just, I mean, that's great and everything, but it's not where my heart is. Like, I really have found my joy, and this was a process to figure this out, too, throughout all the years, but I really have found my joy in sitting in a studio and being creative and like, you know, that quiet space with the right people and just creating that magic. For me, that's like, this is what it's all about, you know? So, um, and, and like the writing and sitting alone and really thinking about these songs and writing that like, that is, I feel like where I belong, you know, that's why I'm not like out trying to tour and da, 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 and all that. It's just, I mean, that's great. And you know, for anyone that does that, it's awesome, but it's just, it's not my joy, you know? Yeah, and I think part of part of the challenge that I give to myself in producing this podcast is to bring on guests that aren't the same cookie cutter week after week after week where it's just right. singer-songwriter who's out touring, singer-songwriter who's out touring, singer-songwriter who's out touring. That's why we've had uh, Nick Pages himself here from the studio talking about the recording environment. We had June McHugh who talked about the publishing side. Uh, we had Johnny Garcia uh, talking a few weeks ago not only about being the lead guitar player for Garth Brooks and for Tricia Yearwood, but he talked about numerous facets of the business. And so here, you know, is an opportunity to to present a guest who is having great success in the music business, but you've not heard us once during this podcast plug tour dates or talk about your live show or things like that, because there's so many different opportunities in the music industry where you can have success it's as chrissy just said it's just you know where you choose to find the place that you really enjoy being and say you know this is where experience has shown me is is where i really want to be so you know it it sounds to me chrissy like that did take you a while to figure out um but that you're thrilled with the uh, with the ultimate decision right yes yeah and i tried you know I did a lot of the shows, and I did, you know, hit the pavement, and I recorded, you know, all over the country, which, that's fun, and that's great, and I'm glad I did all those things, but yes, it definitely was a process of like, well, you know, this is great, but it's not quite working, and and then once the licensing and publishing world came to light for me, everything clicked, and I was like, oh, because I was a writer when I was 
a child. Like before I even sang at all, like I just wrote, I wrote and wrote and I loved poetry and you know, all these things. So it all kind of like came full circle. It just, it makes sense now in my life. So, um, yeah, there's many different ways to have success in this industry. You don't have to do it the traditional way. And especially now, I mean, it's hard to do it the traditional way with, um, the internet and, you know, like, it's really for if you're doing it for you know financial reasons as an artist your money really isn't licensing you know so mm-hmm. not that i'm doing it for financial reasons i could care less it's just happened that way but i mean like it if that but if that is your main goal it's you're going to have better success licensing the film and television you know than playing shows you know over and over whatever so that's just a little tidbit that's great insight it's so, great insight yeah on numerous episodes of this podcast, we've heard guests talk about all the success that they're having with their music, yet they're also doing other things anyway, a lot of which is complimentary, but I like to argue just enhances their versatility and thus their marketability. Um, listeners, look up Chrissy Chase online. She's a gorgeous girl. And Chrissy, you've had a lot of success in, say, modeling type roles which then have opened a lot of doors for you at at one point out of tens of thousands of applicants um chrissy won the vo5 red hot rising star contest for singer songwriters and you were able to get a professional photo shoot in the prestigious condonast studios which led to some of the magazine placements i mentioned in the intro uh not to mention that you won twenty five thousand dollars to record your own album but you've also appeared as a model in a levi's ad campaign and been in some music videos for some big name artists like john michael montgomery and brooks and dunn yeah and Justin Moore, which I thought was the most fun video ever <laughs> I did in Asheville. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, well, okay, I'm not a model by any means. I'll just I'll say that because I feel like when you're a real model, that's like, you know, you have an agent and you're beautiful and tall and you work your butt off. That's a really, like, hard job. So I'm not a model, but I did have the opportunity to do print work, you know, um, that opened some doors for me. And, um, yeah, so, but the VO5 contest, it actually wasn't like a modeling thing. It was a singer-songwriter contest that just so happened to where I got to do a photo shoot with Condé Nast, you know? So um, it was not really like a, you know, a modeling opportunity. But, um, but yeah, I, I did, like, you know, national calendars and did the ads. I did uh, the music videos in Nashville, um, which is a blast. And I even did, like... Um, um, CMT uh, commercials too, you know, which is a lot of fun. So, um, but yeah, but I'm not. I don't consider myself a model. I'm like five foot one, you know. <laughs> well, but at the same time, at the same time, as I said, you know, this this does enhance your versatility and 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 thus your marketability. And right. you know, it, it it has opened doors for you and. Um, we don't really know each other, but don't make me look bad. I I, I got to believe that somewhere in all that, there's still there's still a contact or two that you've held on to from some of these experiences along the way that we're talking about, whether it's the right. VO5 contest or the music videos or, or the calendars or whatever. Yeah. yeah, well, they did definitely help open doors, you know, having those opportunities. And, um, and because, well, I'll put it this way. I, everything I did that was in that field that w- would sound like modeling was music-related. You know, so it's not like I was walking the runways of, you know, Fashion Week or anything. It was just like (laughs) everything that I did had to do with music when it came to um, modeling. You know, so I feel like 
you know, and that a lot of that goes hand in hand with image yeah. and, yeah. you know, how that works. So yeah. it's like, so um, I got to explore that world and, yeah, it's fun and um, I'm grateful for all those opportunities that came along with that. Well, so. God, God bless you because you're you're humble too. And like I said, listeners, look her up online. Um, uh, Listeners, because she because we just mentioned that that VO5 Red Hot Rising Star contest, um, go back, listeners. Last week on the podcast, uh, Rachel Pearl talked a lot about entering contests and her perspective on that, as as well as where it has gotten her, uh, where some contests plural have gotten her. Um, but yeah, I, um, Chrissy, I, I do know what you're talking about. I, I want to stay on the subject for a minute when you're talking about image and, and the like, because I have seen firsthand with a client of mine. The bit of a chip that you need to have on your shoulder when when you're a girl who just has incredible looks because there tends to be some judgment passed by people who will say, yeah, but can she write though? Or, but Mm -hmm. can she sing at all? Or can she play? Yet, Mm -hmm. that chip can't come across as cockiness. So so there's a lot of Mm -hmm. psychology that goes into all this. Right. Yes. I mean, nobody wants to work with a jerk. So I, I think just keeping, you know, your head out of the clouds and being grounded is, is really important, um, especially for a female in the industry because you make one wrong move or seem flighty or conceited or not even seem if you are. I mean, people pick up on that and nobody really likes that and, and rightfully so, you know, because every I feel like everything, especially in the music industry, is a, it's so much of a team effort, even though like you're writing if you can write songs on your own or whatever you're doing on your own, it takes other people to get you there. So like, it's, it's always a team effort. So um, just being humble is, it's just important. And you, I mean, I would want to work with somebody who is humble and grounded and, you know, serious and whatever. So I don't know the qualities that I look for uh, when I work with people are things that I hope that they see in me. So. Well, but at the same time, you know, my my advice is that that's when you do. I mean, you always should, but but you darn well better bring your A game at that point because if someone is looking at you and you're feeling it that they're saying, "Oh boy, you know, she looks good, but can she sing at all?" You know, that means that they've they're already kind of thinking, you know, probably not. So that's when you need to uh, get that chip on your right. shoulder and say, you know what, you know, in your head, right. you know what, Mister, who's staring at me right now with his <laughs> arms folded? Yeah, I can right. listen to this. So you right, know, right. Sure. Yeah. You know, be careful. Toe that line between that that chip that you need to have, but but don't be cocky, as as Chrissy is saying. Right. I think being confident is the key. Not being cocky. You know. Yeah. Big difference. Right. Big difference. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from North Carolina is the lovely Chrissy Chase, an accomplished singer songwriter. Purchase her music on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon.com, other online re- retailers. Uh, you can hear her music on Spotify as well. She is out there on social media. Find her on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, this is episode, what, 27? You know the drill by this point, listeners. Please engage with her, and as I've said, buy her music. Be sure that you're checking out also www.nowhearthis.biz spelled H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter there. It's really simple, just uh, your email address. It's all you need. And subscribe to this podcast. Tell others about it, friends, family, coworkers, neighbors. And please use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And uh, your feedback about the podcast is always welcome. Either go to the Contact Us page of nowhearthis.biz or post your comments on facebook.com slash nowhearthisinc. 
Chrissy, you have been in some bright spotlights around the U.S., um, and you mentioned uh, that you're now in, in North Carolina, um, <laughs> of all places, um, but, yeah, but, but yeah. due to your husband. Um, mm-hmm. I was only half kidding when I'm, when I'm bringing that up. Uh, you know, but in all seriousness, it's, it's a good lesson that you are having this success from North Carolina, you know, because people's opinion is, well, I have to be in New York or, or LA and Nashville. And, and, you know, you have the right attitude, Chrissy. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm getting at is you just have to have the right attitude, be a hard worker, put in the time that Chrissy has. You're hearing her story. This didn't just fall into her lap. You know, so so people can't expect success overnight. They can they can work hard at it from from wherever they are. Right. Yeah, I do feel like moving to you know the musical hubs are obviously Nashville, LA, and New York. I, I feel like when I did move to Nashville, um, that definitely helped. But I had a lot of success from Tampa, before, which is where I lived before I moved to Nashville, um, because I worked really hard. And yes, I feel like you can make music happen from wherever you're at. So, um, but I also feel like now, because I'm in, you know, North Carolina, which, whatever, you know, I think if I had not established myself or created those um, opportunities, I think it would have been hard to live in North Carolina and do that. But I, I was lucky to have laid the groundwork for my career. And now, now that I'm here, I can kind of, I can do it from anywhere, you know, so, but I, but I do think, you know, it is a lot of work, and you can do it from anywhere. But I think those few years in Nashville made a big difference for me, though, too. You know. Yeah, we've talked on this podcast before about the fact that you do need to have a will. You need to have a willingness to travel. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so I'm I'm curious. You know, because we're hearing you know big names thrown around like like Nickelodeon and MTV, uh, and and because you are only in North Carolina, you're not you know buried in the Midwest. Do you go? Uh, from time to time, back to Nashville, do you have to? Do you find yourself ending up yeah. in, in New York? Th- those types of places. Yeah, I'm actually going to Nashville um, to finish the, my second stiletto album with Matt Erickson. Um, he lives there, so I'll be doing that shortly. But um, prior to this, everything I did was in New York um, or Nashville or even Philly. I did an EP in Philly, um, so I would even though I was based out of Tampa or Nashville um, and D.C. I lived in D.C. too. Um, I would leave. You know, I would go up to... Uh, most of it was in New York. I did a lot in New York. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I look at, like, the earlier years of my career, I was in New York all the time. I should just move there. <laughs> like, looking at it, I was, like, always <laughs> in New York. So, um, but, yeah, so I, I definitely, like, you know, going to those cities were something that I did. But I, like I said, I, I like that I um, could be based like in Tampa or D.C. or North Carolina. I, you know, like you can do it from anywhere. But there is travel involved for sure. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, before, uh, before we pushed record today, I, I told Chrissy that I wasn't going to throw her any curveballs, although I, I, I guess I should confess this one uh, might make you squirm in your chair a little bit. But I, I still want to make this point anyways. Um, because you've you've been mentioning Tampa, and and it's not just because we're sitting in the studio here in Tampa, but the, the the point I'm trying to make is if people dig up your bio, they will see that back in the day you were even singing at Coyote Ugly, and, and I'm I'm referring specifically to yeah. the one to the one here. Now yeah. I, I'm always one of the first people to say 
you never know who might be in the crowd. And and while there's no connection here, you know, listeners don't don't. It's not like some record label executive heard Chrissy singing there and offered her a big recording contract. I think Chrissy, that you obviously will attest to the fact that you've got to go in every door that's open and make the most of any opportunity you can. I mean, you just finished saying, had I not probably done all the things that I did before I wound up in North Carolina, perhaps I wouldn't be where I am today. But you never right. do know who will be there, and, and it's it's great practice. It's, it's a great chance right. to mold your performer personality. Oh, yeah. That was the most fun time of my life. Wow. Like, oh, my gosh. that It was like, it was... It was a great opportunity um, to, you know, get to perform. That, that's what's unique about that type of job is that it's not just like bartending. There was a lot of performance, a lot of fun, and, and you know, just all of that aspect. Um, I got to really learn about performing actually there mm-hmm. because, I mean, you know, four nights a week, and it was, when I worked there, it was like a really big, you know, like the Coyote Ugly thing was pretty, you know, hot and everything. So we... Um, we had really large crowds, and um, yeah, I just got to really work the crowd and sing, and it was just, it was a blast. So I'm really, really grateful for that time in my life. And um, yeah, and you don't know who could be out there, and what you just mentioned about taking opportunities. I took every opportunity that came my way. I didn't care. Like I was, if something presented itself, I was like, okay. You know, like, let's try it. Let's see. Where does this go? Like, I was never like, mm, I don't know, or maybe not, or I'm scared. Like, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I want to learn about this. Let's see where, you know. So, and, and it's funny because, it, like, the milestones in my career were from taking these, like, opportunities that you wouldn't think. Like, the Nickelodeon, just sending my stuff off, not knowing where it was going. Yeah. And um, the Condé Nast, I mean, the, the, the VO5 thing, I was just looking at a magazine and it was like singing contest, and it like expired the next day. The contest, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll send it. I can't hurt, and I want it." You know, so it's like I just anytime something presented itself, I'm like, "Let's try it. It's an adventure," you know. And I'm glad I did because my life has been really fun. <laughs> so, well, yeah, these are these are great yeah. testimonials to to taking chances. Right. Yes. Always take chances. And that's how you learn. And that's how you grow. Like when I moved to Nashville, I didn't have a reason to go to Nashville. I just literally packed my car. My lease was up in Tampa. And I was like, I'm out of here. And I packed my car and I just drove to Nashville. Like it was <laughs> nothing waiting for me there. You know, I just wanted to go. So um, that's kind of how I've always done things. But it, it's worked for me. You know, yeah. I never played it safe. That's I, awesome. I never liked to. Yeah. Uh, we are almost out of time, but I want to make sure we give you a chance uh, to talk. You've, you've mentioned a little bit Matt Erickson and Stiletto, so um, please, if, if you could enlighten our listeners uh, about that about that whole aspect of Chrissy Chase. Yeah, that's um, Matt is a good friend of mine, and we have this uh, project. It's a little dark. It's called uh, Stiletto, and it's an electronic um, kind of like a gold frap meets Depeche Mode meets Kate Boy kind of thing, and um, I've had a lot of success with them because um, Nickelodeon actually really loves my Stiletto stuff because it's kind of, it's, you know, a little different and kind of weird, so they use a lot of our material, so um, Matt and I are actually finishing up our second album now, um, and I'm super excited about it. I've had a lot of fun writing to it, and um, yeah, so that'll be out soon, and it will be um, licensed out as well, so... Uh, but, yeah. w- but I had mentioned way back in the intro at the beginning of this show uh, that that you were uh, currently writing for the for the second album for Stiletto, and, and that you have 
the other project, Honey and the Wolf, that's being mastered mm-hmm. now. So uh, I, I, am I safe in assuming these will be available uh, for the listeners to purchase? And, and if so, when? I, obviously, I guess the iTunes would be the best place to find it. But um, Yeah, so I'm, hopefully within the next few months, um, Stiletto will be finished. So that will be available on iTunes, and you know, it, it, right now it's even it's on iTunes now. Our first EP is on iTunes, and um, it, we're also on Spotify, you know, Pandora, all the everything that you can, you know, find stuff. And um, the Honey and the Wolf, we have four songs mastered. We have five more songs that are completed that just need to be mastered. It's just a matter of Mark doing it. <laughs> so it's all other things. So <laughs> you know how that goes with music. So um, we're just going to wrap that up. And that'll also be on iTunes, and, um, and that'll be licensed on television too. So. Well, see, and that's all the more reason for the listeners to like your Facebook page so that they can keep up with the updates on when the new music comes out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am disappointed that we're about out of time because uh, we we might just have to do a, a Chrissy Chase part two some other time. Uh, for for now, uh, we're going to be closing with a tune called "The Real Thing." So I certainly want to give you the opportunity to talk about that. Yeah, the real thing is it's a, a song that Mark and I did um, for my Honey and the Wolf project. Um, it's just. A really cute song. Again, this goes back to, you know, listening to the actual music. And it just sounded like a really fun, cute track. Um, uh, very had, had a positive vibe. So when I was writing to it, I was like, you know, this is going to be... Actually, Mark and I wrote the lyrics for this together. We, and we were like, this is going to be, you know, just about... It was actually called Cupcake first. <laughs> it, it was about having a cupcake. Totally ridiculous. But, yeah, we thought it would... Um, we changed it to the real thing. Just a cute little... Um, song about meeting somebody that you know you think is fun and cute and you know it's kind of it's for the nickelodeon audience i guess it's, it's a younger sounding song but yeah we just want to write a song about a crush so that's what this is about cool cool well uh chrissy i've enjoyed this um you know let's stay in touch and, and as i said there there might just have to be a chrissy chase part two at some <laughs> point we've uh, had a great conversation today and probably still could have covered a lot more ground but really appreciate you making the time for this today no, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. I would like to close as has become standard operating procedure by formally thanking my guest, singer-songwriter Chrissy Chase. Do please purchase her music. It's on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon.com. Uh, as you just heard her say, uh, uh, Pandora, Spotify, she, she's out there. So, so do go and, and look for that music and purchase it legally. And visit Chrissy online, Facebook, YouTube. Give, give her your support. Like her page and, and keep up with what she's doing. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And, of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review if you're listening through iTunes or even through Stitcher Radio. It actually helps quite a bit, and a five-star rating would be wonderful. That actually helps out quite a bit. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there. As I mentioned before, your feedback is welcome on the show. Post on the Now Hear This page on Facebook. There are links to that and to Twitter and to the Now Hear This YouTube channel over at nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Chrissy Chase. This is the one she just talked about. It's called The Real Thing. The Real Thing.